Adam Southern. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 62 of Shades of Brown. Uh, and we're, we're back after like... A, a two-week uh, break two, because two week life break. happened. Life happened. A lot of stuff happened. We're busy. Schedules that line up, etc. Yeah. Um, but now we're, we're back on our pod game. And also, too, we have follow-up. Um, we, we did not forget about this email. I actually think... I think this email was actually... We should have talked about it in episode 61, but we kind of forgot then. Because I think the original question was actually posed in episode 60. Um, I might be getting that wrong. No, 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 no. It was... it. This one was after 61 uh oh okay so that's been sitting in my inbox for like two weeks uh so yeah let's 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 read it out this is from jay uh Uh, the question we asked by the way was uh what is what is your favorite terrible android phone name because i think we're talking about how like acc once again was making bad phone names and then we're also making fun of essential for canceling their phones like good times good times in memory lane but uh jay sent us an email and what jay said is I can't really answer the question of the week to suppose for favorite terrible Android phone names as I don't particularly pay attention to the market outside of what y'all discuss on the show. But I do have a list of prepaid phones my store offers with truly awful names, which I foolishly took note of in the vain hope that I could find a dirt cheap phone that I can install Lineage OS to play around with on. And now Lineage OS, that's CyanogenMod died, right? And then like Lineage came out, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's like the, yeah, that's like the new thing. Yeah. Uh, so the first one here uh, from LG, uh, ah, God, fifty LG fifty eight VL Rebel two LTE. No, no, you're saying it with the wrong voice. I bet you it, it said like this in like their advertisements. LG fifty eight VL Rebel two LTE. Like I feel like that's how it said. <laughs> I don't know. I you feel should, like you should do ad copy. I feel like that's 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 really good. I look uh, at that and I that that many words, right? It just makes me feel like it's said in a very aggressive tone. Yeah, very aggressive. Uh, like some faux machismo going on. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Samsung. Uh, the first one we have Samsung Galaxy J3 Luna Pro. What does Luna Pro even mean? Okay. Why? Well, like, I, like, I don't know. <laughs> is, 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 the moon, is the moon a power user? <laughs> yes. I mean, the moon <laughs> is powerful. Uh, so it stands to logic. I mean, that... you, you need those tasker profiles to, to control the tides, right? Oh my god! Oh my god! You're banned. You're banned from this podcast. Uh, yeah, Luna Pro. Uh, I guess just somebody liked the word Luna, and I was like, "Sure, we'll put it on there." Uh, next one, we have something S five fifty Galaxy on five. Is that is that what that is on? Five? Is that uh, on five? Yeah. Uh, I don't it, even. <laughs> well, what do you think is the phone that preceded it? Right? Is it Galaxy S five four zero Galaxy on five, or is it the Samsung S five five zero Galaxy on four? Like, which one do you think preceded that phone? I, I have no idea. I feel like I feel like they use like a random name generator for these. Oh, you know, you remember what's that database called where you can make like fake Wu Tang Clan names? Like <laughs> Android phone manufacturers is probably like some internal Google app that they found like in the AOSP, like just randomly like some repository <laughs> no one's touched for years, and it's just like some Markov chain generator where you just put in like phone names and it spits something out. Oh, God, uh, Samsung Galaxy Express Three. That sounds like what does that sound like? That sounds like a bus line. Exactly, like, but, but like more importantly, a I wouldn't want to bust my buses to be running on Android. That sounds terrible. No, but um, yeah. secondly, what what's expressed about the phone, right? Like, is it expressly going to shit out on you and stop working? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, uh, sure, it's Samsung. Uh, so, 
Uh, well, we have a bunch of ZTE phones uh, with very. Oh, and update, update. ZTE cannot be sold in the U.S. again. They're not dead anymore. Please remember, uh, the uh, current administration banned them from using Android or Qualcomm parts, and then yeah. uh, something, something, something. World politics. Uh, apparently, it's not the case anymore. Yep, they they some stuff happened. I, I'm not actually sure what the details are, but we have some bad ZTE names. Uh, ZTE 837 VL Z5. Uh, I <laughs> the next one uh, 917 VL Z Max Champ. Uh, a lot of these are very similar, uh, so I'm going to skip to like the second last one. Uh, 799 Majesty Pro <laughs> LTE. Uh, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of like motorcycles, right? Like all of these names, I would think would be like for sports bikes, right? Like you know, you come on through wearing like you know your black leather, and someone'd be like, "Yo, what you riding in?" You look at them, and you're like, "ZTE Z5G," right? Like that's how I imagine. <laughs> and then like you go like vroom vroom, and you just like skirt down the highway with it. And then, like, you're looking at them and you're like, damn, I want to be that person. Like, that's the image I have in my head, right? Yeah. Like, you remember, um, have you ever seen Fooly Cooly, right? Like, I, I, like, whatever, I cannot remember the name of the girl in the Vespa, but like, I imagine she would walk up to you and be like, I'm using that ZTE Z5G. Z5G. Uh, and of course, remember, anytime it's a tech product, the G stands for G unit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The branding is, the G unit branding is still going strong all these years later. I mean, uh, uh, look, yeah. that's that's called power right there. No, <laughs> no one wears Rockefeller anymore. Is it Rockefeller? Is that what Jay Z's clothing brand line was I, named? I don't know, actually. Well, was it South Pole? Like, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, so that's that's the last name. And thanks to Jay for sending in these uh, disgusting names. Dis- <laughs> uh, disgusting, possibly randomly generated uh, names pulled out of a hat. Uh, so we're gonna. The main event. The main event happened two weeks ago, which is uh, WWDC 2018. Um, beforehand, I just want to say, uh, Apple. Just because you have like three white girls come on stage, still doesn't make it diverse. <laughs> I just, I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> We're starting off strong already. Well, I mean, uh, no, because people on Twitter are like, "Oh, this is the most diverse Apple's um, been," and it's like, I see a white lady, I see a white dude, I saw a white lady. I think it was like one brown person, and I'm like, no, 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 friends. Put uh, put some like gay brown people on there. Put some black women on there. Like this ain't no, it's 2018. White ladies ain't diversity anymore. Cis white ladies, I should say. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Apple's doing better than the other tech companies, but jeez. But I mean, geez. this is like comparing like piles of shit in a bucket, right? Yeah. Like it's still shitty at the end <laughs> of the day. Who cares? Still, like, yeah, yeah. These are billion dollar companies. We don't need to cut them any slack here. Uh, so, uh, so first off, uh, starting off with uh, iOS twelve. Uh, so yeah, iOS twelve is going to be. Uh, they said the the focus is on performance improvements uh and bug fixes right I, I think that was sort of like the uh key thing that they started with was like hey well, we know that in ios 11 has been a bit bit rough uh and performance issues so they're gonna like do all these performance improvements to improve performance on older phones right uh so that's the first thing 
Uh, and they're also they're not dropping any phones because usually Apple will drop like an older generation of phones, right? But they're not. So which I actually I think it's pretty good. Like I think the focus on performance is um needed. Um, I think that. Apple is doing the right thing. Like people are like, oh, there's not there's not that many features this release, but I would rather, right? I think we, this is what we've been talking about all the time, right? I would rather you have just a big uh, performance and bug fixing release than just add a bunch of new features that are broken. Yeah, it's it's like the new features, and the new features are great, but like at the end of the day, you need your phone to perform well, you know, uh, be stable and not crash, uh, etc. Right? Like that. Those are the key things. Like without those, uh, those those fancy features are kind of pointless, right? Uh, starting with the fancy feature, there are a few fancy features. So we're going to start off with the first one here, uh, Siri and shortcuts. Uh, so this is essentially uh, what the workflow team has been working on, right? Uh, if anybody doesn't know what workflow is, Christian, can you explain? What workflow, um, is? workflow is basically Tasker for iOS, right? Like if, if you don't know what Tasker is, it's um, an automation tool, right? Um, think of scripting, think of that, right? Like you basically, you would, so like workflow, here's a, here's an example. So say for example, I wanted to create a PDF of a document. Now you can do that with, with like the, uh, I think Safari lets you do it now, but with workflow, what you could do is share the current web page to workflow, um, run a workflow script. You can tell workflow to strip out all the images. Then you can tell it to create a PDF and then you can tell it to prompt up a, a dialog box to where you want to save it to. Yeah. Yeah. And, the difference between shortcuts and workflow is that shortcuts, I believe, is losing out on some integrations with third-party apps. It's not going to have all the same workflow. And also, you cannot... It's not as powerful with native apps. No, it's because not. With, um, yeah. like, things, for example, can expose a URL scheme to let workflow add a... Um, say like a doc, a note or a to-do item to a specific list where you don't get that kind of granularity with reminders or any of the built-in apps. But um, also too, Siri shortcuts is similar but separate, right? Because Siri shortcuts is you telling a uh, workflow... I'm, I'm just going to call it a workflow just to keep things simple to get it to work. Yeah. And, oh my God, my phone... So <laughs> I... But sorry, my phone just went off. I'm pretty sure you can't hear it over there, but... Uh, I'm going to say dingus now. I'm going to be like John Gruber. But so you can tell the dingus to run that workflow. And Siri, like the Siri improvements, and there's another step to Siri shortcuts, which is the developer side of it, which is super interesting, which is way more interesting because it essentially opens up Siri to anything now. Because right because beforehand, you can only do Siri if you are a to-do item or a to-do app, or an email app, a music. Not even, There's no music apps, I think, but like... Uh, or, uh, or uh, yeah, there are a few domains, right? That, as Apple called them domains, right? Uh, they were limited to like... They added like Call Kit. I think Call Kit was like the thing that they added last year, right? With iOS 11, where uh, stuff like WhatsApp could integrate with Siri, right? I, I was that it, or was that something else that I'm? No, thinking? no, call kit is so it can integrate with the dialer, the native dialer. dialer. Yeah, so the but dialer. so but Siri has limited domains, right? It used to be yeah. that if you were if Apple supported you with that um domain, that domain, you'd be able to integrate with it. But now you can make custom definitions for it, and it's a slight nuance, but it's much more powerful now, right? Because so beforehand, you would have to say, "I'm an email app." I can send an email and Siri would say, okay, let me access your database of contacts, or whatever, and I'll, I'll do the email stuff for you, right? But now how it works is say if Marco wanted to add uh, podcast support to Overcast, so the Pocket Cast people wanted to add podcast or Siri support to their podcast player. What you do is in 
you uh, in, in Xcode, I was I read through all these documents and I played around. That's actually pretty cool how it works. It's you would you'd say if a user says the word play, I'm an app that can can respond to that command. But you have to define in code and in your app what play means, right? So instead of just saying, oh, here are all the episodes, and if they say play this in Overcast, it'll play it, you have to define out that entire sentence in your own app. You have to be like, okay, if the user says play, and then in Overcast, and X, Y, or Z, here's a database they pull from that they can play from, here's how it actually is going to play that episode, and here's how we're going to respond to controls, which is way more powerful like a hundred times more complex, but makes it so that Apple doesn't have to keep on adding domains in the future. Right. Um, that's the thing, right? Relying on Apple to add domain support is kind of absurd. Like, honestly, this, sh- this should have been the initial design, but I feel like Apple was hesitant to open up Siri at first, I think, uh, to third-party developers. Uh, but I think with this update, they are finally, you know, letting the floodgates open but still allowing like some control over it so it's not like a total mess uh so there's also like siri suggestions like uh i think one of them was like the when you're like near a place like uh it will like suggest that you order stuff like is that is that a thing like yeah yeah and then also if you're like say for example you had a confirmation email saying you for a movie ticket right and you're at the theater siri would be like hey let me turn on do not disturb until this movie's over yeah yeah that is that is really clever like that stuff is is that is the stuff that i want like the smartphone to be able to do because like that's the smart part of the smartphone uh so and also too i should just say that um siri shortcuts isn't working 100 percent in the current dev builds so i'm going off of what i've just played around with xcode apple's developer documentation but it's still a little confusing right so um until more betas comes out i might be wrong with how how broad in defining your own shortcuts and domains and apps are because it's not a lot of it is in the current builds yet so um if so take what i said of a grain of salt just because it's not all there and it's not finished but um I will definitely revisit it when iOS 12 drops and we talk about a review of it um, later on in the fall. Yeah, later in the fall when it comes out. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to all of these. So next up, we mentioned the Do Not Disturb thing. Uh, there were some major improvements to Do Not Disturb uh, notifications and something called screen time. Uh, so Do Not Disturb, uh, instead of being like a just a single on-off feature, you have, like, you have the ability to like Set do not disturb for a set amount of time. So you can say like for one hour, or you could be like do not disturb until this evening, or even more, even better, uh, until I leave this location, right? Uh, until the end of this event. So it's like it's very powerful. Uh, so it's like finally do not disturb is is, is getting you know like the, the love it needs. And then there's uh, that bedtime mode too, right? Bedtime, you, yeah. So when you like, so iOS right now already has a bedtime mode, which like does like some kind of sleep tracking if you're wearing your watch, but not like really. It's it's a but it's a it's weird not mode. Good. It's not it, good. But if you have that set up right with with iOS 12, when you when you say you're going to bed right during your actual specified bedtimes, what it'll do is put do not disturb in a special put your lock screen in a special mode where if you just open your phone or try to unlock it. It will not show you all of your notifications. It'll show you app. You can set apps to show critical notifications that show up on that screen, but it'll just show you a dim screen with maybe the current time and the weather, and that's it. So you're not because it's a thing that I have, right? Where I'm about to go to bed, my phone's nearby me. I just like instantly pick it up, even though I'm trying to fall asleep, and then I see I have like you know ten or so messages that I might need to respond to, and I'm just like, well, guess I'm not going to bed. That just kind of hides it, right? Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. 
and yeah, the screen in in, in your face is very uh, it's 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 not good when you try to get get to sleep. Uh, so yeah, the, this is a good feature. It just you know makes it makes it nicer, so you're not like staring at your phone in the dark. Uh, the big one, uh, I think everybody is talking about uh, notifications. Uh, <laughs> it's it's no surprise. Uh, like we have, we have complained endlessly about how iOS notifications are like extremely bad. Uh, so. Like some of the biggest problems, like Apple is tackling them. So first, first one, uh, notification stacking, right? So if you have uh, multiple notifications from the same app, right, it's it's gonna stack in this like uh, this in this stack of notifications that you like have to tap and expand, right? Is that what? Yeah, you just tap and expand it, and then yeah. so basically it just groups them by app, right? So like if yep. you have, and and the thing is too, you might be thinking to yourself, didn't iOS used to do this? And yes. And <laughs> iOS 9, it did. And then they took it away with 10 for reasons we don't understand. But now oh, Apple is copying the best of Android Jelly Bean. Jesus. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is really good. Like, this is, this is extremely good because, like, if you have, like, uh, mail messages, right? Like, if you're getting a bunch of emails all at once, instead of, like, all, the, all of them being separate notifications, what if it was just a single stack? Uh, you can also, like, Manage notifications right from the notifications, so you can like, uh, is it 3D touch, right? Or is no, it no, like, no, it's, it's just um, tap? I, I think you go to view and then there's a dot okay. dot menu on the view. Oh, no, it doesn't manage, so you swipe, so you gotta 3D touch it, or you can swipe it to the left and hit the manage button, and it'll pop up a sheet that'll say, Do you want to have notifications be delivered quietly, or do you want to turn them off entirely? Um, and the difference between delivered quietly and turn them off entirely, right? Is like delivered quietly is that they will not buzz your phone or make noises, and they'll just show up in your notification center. Or if you just turn them off entirely, right, you can just make it so they go away, um, which is great because uh, Apple is actually adding a new thing in iOS 12, which I don't think is mentioned in the Mac Stories piece we linked to. But apps can now start showing notifications before you properly consent them. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is a specific. Uh, so they're separating notification center from the lock screen notifications, right? Uh, so now apps can re- apps can give you notifications in the notification center without asking for notifications permission uh so that's how that works so like without without you giving permission explicitly to uh, find notifications apps can now notify in the notification center so i guess the justification here is that if it's just in the notification center it's not it's not really like a big deal uh so if you really want the app to send you like proper notifications you would like give it explicit permission and uh, the, these ones won't buzz you right these yeah, ones they will only buzz. show up yeah. if you just mm-hmm. swipe down notification center they'll be sh- they'll just be sitting there right and then um it also i think shows a different view which will ask you if you just want to stop receiving also, these up front uh, i'm i'm a bit worried about this one because like i feel like what's going to happen here actually is that people are going to install apps and these apps are just going to like flood notification center with like uh notifications and somebody's just going to like go into notification center and be like presented with like this mess of like uh apps that they don't want to like be notified by but it's, it's still in the notification center taking up space and you have to go turn them off uh so i think there's a limit though and um, probably yeah probably like, yeah. i can look at the developer stuff later and i can follow we can follow up for next week's episode but i i think you're not allowed you don't get full access to notifications right you can't just like start sending them uh like a fire feed of notifications i think apple limits you to what you can send um so I think I think there's measures in place to sort of prevent that from being abused. I hope so, yeah, because because I don't want I don't want it to become like a dumping ground uh, of apps like 
putting in stuff more than it already is, right? <laughs> mm, yeah. Which is that most apps on my phone don't have notifications turned on. So, but but most but that's the thing though, right? All these features are for not for me and you. Because for me and you right now, while not having grouping is annoying, right? We have tuned our phones to like only notify us when it needs to. But um, for most people, right? Yeah, just they look at their phone and it's like. A, it's like fucking like I think The Verge defined it as looking at Twitter, right? Like you open, you look at your phone screen, and the Dieter Bone on The Verge is like it's like you're looking at Twitter. You're just scrolling through a bunch of crap. You don't know how to actually manage it. It's, it's yeah, you're right. Uh, like I don't even know how people use their phone like that, but uh, that's 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 the reality that Apple is trying to like you know deal with and provide tools to you know manage. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it's, this is this is a good start to notifications actually being uh, a decent. Uh, like feature in iOS uh, as opposed to something we bitch about every every day. And what they really need to do now is just copy more Android features. Now they need to add notification channels and it'd be perfect, right? Because so, because so we're, we talked about before where Android stands at right now, Android has all this grouping stuff, Android has all that. But what Google has is that developers can define the priority of their own notifications. And now you're not allowed to make everything a priority, but you can say that like, okay, a DM on Twitter would be a priority one and a uh, like say a response to a tweet or whatever it could be secondary right and then the system itself will decide what notifications to send you based off how apps define those channels and you can turn off all non-priority notifications and if apple allowed developers to be granular and define what kind of notifications are sending you then users can have even more control and i really hope that they just don't stop here and that they expand more out with their notification options yeah, yeah i hope this is just the first step uh with ios 12 uh so that's that's notifications. Uh, next up, we have something called screen time, and now this is another copy, I guess, uh, from from this mind whatever the feature is called on Android. Uh, um, oh my! I don't, I, I don't, we I, talked I, I about don't, it. I think, yeah, we talked about it. I, I mean, remember. it's it's the feature that le- that basically tells you how much time you have spent using your phone, how much time you spent using apps, how many times you wake up your phone in a day, how many notifications you get. And all of that. But more importantly, like how Google was doing it, Apple added a feature where you can, it's called downtime, where you could say with between these hours, also turn on do not disturb, but don't let me touch my phone. Just like stop me from touching my phone. And you could put um, limits on apps you cannot use, right? Like say, for example, um, YouTube, right? You think you watch too much YouTube or too much Twitch on your phone. So you could say, hey, Apple, uh, iPhone, after like two hours or an hour of being on Twitch, just lock me out of the app. Yep. Uh so this is this is like limit like it puts limiters on apps right, uh, and it has a like it has a place in I think settings where it'll show you like uh, graphs of like how how much time you're spending in various apps and like uh, how many notifications. It's all these nice looking graphs. I love graphs, so uh, it's gonna be nice to look at. Also. Uh, also, also the feature syncs across devices, so you can't just be like, uh, you can't just be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the limit on my iPhone, then I'm gonna go over to my iPad. It doesn't like it, it, it syncs over using iCloud, <laughs> so like you can't just like uh, try to trick it and like be on on a different device, right? Uh, I mean, so, you could always enter in your passcode, right? These unlock your phone, yeah. To I get mean, past the limit, yeah, but, but that's like you know, like trying to de-incentivize, de- like it's like a negative feedback loop, or I, I don't know how you call those. Uh, it's trying to like put in like a barrier, uh, so you're less inclined. So you're going to be saying, "Okay, I probably shouldn't do that." Uh, I mean, it's, it's not going to make anybody do anything. Like, it's, that's not how these features work. It's supposed to like encourage a certain behavior pattern. This is like the same thing that Apple does with Apple Watch, right? Where it tells you to stand every hour, 
uh, it's not going to force you to stand. Like you can't do that. Uh, but it's, it's, it's like subtly encouraging you to do it like every hour. Right? Uh, so that's, that's how this one works too. Uh, moving on, I think, uh, we have, well, actually, well, one, one last thing about screen time too, is that it's like the, uh, activity stuff in the, um, Apple Watch, it'll send you a notification every Monday um, telling you how much you used your phone last week and like what the problem apps might be if you're using too many of them or something like that, right? And it can make suggestions off of that, right? Because, you know, if you have an Apple Watch, every week it'll be like, oh, you didn't stand at all last week. What are you doing with your life? Or like, oh, you uh, you burn like 800 calories consistently every day. Maybe we should bump up your uh, goal uh, for, your, yeah. for your calories burned yeah, for the yeah. move ring. Yep, yep. Uh, so this is good. I mean, this is... Uh, this is, the, this is the same stuff that I, Google did uh, at I.O., uh, the mindfulness or whatever. Uh, next up, we have the fun features. Uh, we have communication. We have messages. We have, uh, what's the what's the word? Memoji. 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 Like, I don't know how much you mumble that when you say it. Memoji. Memoji. I think it's how you're supposed to say it. Uh, it's because the me as in uh, the person. Uh, so this is essentially like a extension of Animoji, right? Like this is like a, uh, so they're using like the sensors on the iPhone X to, uh, did I just call it iPhone X instead of iPhone? Uh, what did I just say? You said uh, iPhone X, but keep it in there because you know what? Fucking naming standards. If you make it an X, this is this is America. This is not the uh, Greece or, or Rome or whatever. Italy. We Roman numerals mean shit over here. I speak English. I'm oh, sorry. God. I'm oh, sorry. Lord. Oh lord. Oh. Uh, somebody's gonna get in your mentions. Uh, I, I what mentions? I don't have a fast on account yeah. anymore. Look oh at that. god. You can't have a discourse if there's nothing to discourse about. Ooh, got him. But <laughs> got him. Uh, so Memoji uh, is is essentially like an emoji on like like it's an emoji, but like customizable, right? Yeah, you can you can basically this is how Apple subverts the Unicode consortium. Instead of people complaining <laughs> that they want this hair color or like you know all those discourses where people are like, oh, I can't use this skin color; it doesn't have the same hair color as me. It's like no, 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 shut up now. You can literally make a pink person that looks just like you. You can make an uh, alien. Granted, granted, you spent a thousand dollars on a phone because uh, iPhone eights can't do it, which is annoying. I like the only reason I want an iPhone ten now is just so I can do this. I like. I I I want one because I think if you do you know how much I would shit post to you, I, I don't have to show you my face. I would just send you videos all the time of like me doing silly things with this memoji stuff. And you can be a you can do also so you don't have to be like a person. You can just like uh, do animals and stuff. Oh yeah, uh, think about it too. When Apple adds the raccoon emoji, think about how on brand it's going to be. Oh God, all the furries. Uh, are gonna have a. I, I've been telling you the iPhone 10 is the best phone for furries. <laughs> Y'all thought I was kidding. I'm being serious. <laughs> now with this too, you can make your own fursona. Um, granted that it looks more like a human than an animal. I don't think there's fur options yet, but you can. This is and also too. Um, I've been joking about it consistently, but the creator for this, like, the, well, I'll I'll drop a link to a YouTube video of how you make one. And the character creator tool on iOS is the best video game character creator tool I've ever used in my life or seen, right? Like, this is better than Destiny's. This is better than anything Bethesda does. This is way better than World of Warcraft. I, I just heard this on, on, on the talk show uh, with Gruber and Strati Caldwell. Uh, the, the creator is gender neutral. Uh, it doesn't, like, assign a gender to when you create one. Uh, so that's that's cool. Uh, somebody clearly thought about that one, right? Uh, 
I mean, also too, when it comes to faces, right? Like, what's the point of like picking a gender, right? Like, what mm-hmm. is it for bone structure or something? Like, you could just make like a slider or something like that. You don't need to have like a gender for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is. I mean, this is a fun feature. Uh, I mean, I presume I would get this whenever I upgrade uh, from my iPhone Seven uh, to whatever the next next phone is. Right, I presume the next phone is going to have uh, a. a, a what, 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 what sensor? What's the sensor it's called? It's the Face ID stuff. All the Face ID. Yeah, all the Face stuff. ID the, stuff. The notch, right? right? Yeah, the notch. Uh, so, anything else about this? Uh, um, you can now put it over your face and like record videos with it through iMessage, and iMessage has more filters now. But um, also, too, FaceTime now supports group video chat with thirty-two people. Thir- and, thirty-two. That's okay. We're gonna have to talk about teens for a minute. Um, <laughs> we need to talk about teens and why thirty-two people is sounds ridiculous is ridiculous but will be used by people because there's this app called house party i don't use it i'm too old for that you don't use it you're too old for that but my best friend's little sister they're like she is still in like high school right and they all all high schoolers that i know at the very least and maybe like some 20 something year olds right they'll just kind of have people on like facetime while they're doing other stuff while they're doing their homework and like oh, my sister does that right and then and then so you, and then like you have group video chats now because you probably have your obviously a group video chat is good but like if you want to like show kids to your parents or like something like that right or have like a family chat that makes sense but with 32 people people actually just use facetime and this app called house party in the way where they just have an ambient video chat going on where they just like pop into it every now and then to talk to their person but they're doing something else while they're doing the video chat right like that's a thing people do all the time it, and and as much, we used to do that shit all the time too with hangouts. Yeah, uh, this reminds me of hangouts actually in some ways, but uh, it's, it's it's FaceTime with thirty two people. Like, and the way it works is when you have like a bunch of people, it's like whoever is speaking, like you know, it, it's, it's the focus on the screen, right? Uh, so so it's it's like these little bubbles, not bubbles, like these square, uh, like what thumbnails, not thumbnails, like. They're rounded, so, rounded squares. Rounded squares. And so basically, they dynamically adjust based off of who the system thinks talking right now. So if, like, if you're just out of it, you're not talking, your squares will be small and at the bottom of the screen. But if you're actively engaging in it, it's going to be small, uh, bigger and more prominent on the screen, which I think is a really great way to handle 32 people. <laughs> I still want to see like a 32 people actual group chat like happening in FaceTime. I mean, I, wanna... I, mean I, can, I can make that happen if you want to. If you want to be a part of that. Oh, God. Like, no, I want to see like the tech. Behind. Like, honestly, I'm curious about the net- network tech, behind. like the way this is handled in the back end. Like, how does it work? Like, how does it connect the people? Is it, is FaceTime peer to peer? Is, is that, how does this work with 30, like more than two people? Like, how is that? How does that, like FaceTime right now is peer to peer, right? Like, if you have two people, it's peer to peer. Uh, uh, but if it's 32 people, how does that work? Also, too, how do they keep it encrypted? Because FaceTime is end-to-end encrypted too right now. Yeah, also that. Uh, like, I'm curious about the tech. Uh, like, how does the tech work in the back in the, behind the scenes, right? How does it How does it keep everybody in sync, right? Because that's one another thing with group uh, group chats uh, is keeping everybody's audio and stuff uh, in sync and not introducing the like, delay and whatnot. Uh, so people are not speaking over each other. Uh and this is like low overhead enough that the group video uh, voice chats will work on the Apple Watch. That's that's that to me is is a bit like I, I want I, like I want to see that before it actually like I believe it. But like 
honestly like I, like 32 I, voices at once like okay so mind you voice is not as data intensive or like processor intensive video but still you need low latency you can't you ramp up the processor when you're doing a group uh voice chat because you need the latency to be a little possible you can't you don't you don't put that on like the second thread mm-hmm. i am really curious how to how first of all how well this works like how how it works uh, in the back. I don't think Apple's going to release any details about how it works in the back end, but I'm I'm still curious. Someone's probably going to take it apart and figure it out, though. Probably, right? yeah. Probably somebody's going to dump packets uh, and take a look. Uh, but uh, that's that's FaceTime. Uh, what else do we have for iOS? Uh, we we have photos. We have Apple Books. We have news. We have a measure app. We have a, so every app's getting updated. Basically, I mean, this is just rapid fire because um, that's not really important. Apple Books is rebranded, or iBooks is rebranded to Apple Books and has a new design. Yeah. Using serifs. Cool. Photos <laughs> is copying Google Photos. Welcome to 2012. Um, <laughs> let's see what else. Measure. Stop. Apple is now using ARKit so you can measure things, but those measurements are not accurate. I think Apple says it's like a 5% margin of error. Yep. So don't use it for anything super important. Apple News is getting a redesign to be more newsy. Um, cool. Stocks still exist. <laughs> Voice memos is an app that's getting into black design and iCloud support. People I, I, in 2011. I'm, I'm I'm a fan of this of this new design, but that's like overdue. Uh, yeah. So Safari also. Uh, Safari, interesting. So okay. So let's talk about tracking on the web. So, <laughs> um, a it's gross. Don't track your users because um it's it's gross. But also, what Apple Apple last year they basically released a machine learning tool that would automatically stop uh, tracking cookies from being on your system. And they're amping it up this year by, if say for example, if Facebook comments are on a web page and you go to that web page, Apple will ask you proactively if you want to load data from Facebook.com and tell you that it's going to track you if you do that. Which a breaks how the web works, but tough shit, stop tracking people. And b is like interesting. It's like that's I it's dynamically loading content because it's always the assumption, right? that you're going to load everything on a web page and you're not going to block JavaScript. You're not going to block CSS from loading from specific domains because that would break the website. And Apple's like, well, no, if you're going to use those tools to track people, then we're going to block you. So, and what they're also doing is they're trying to stop fingerprinting because so what they're going to do is, so how Bowser fingerprinting works is like, it'd be like, oh, this screen resolution from this IP address with uh, these fonts installed and all of these things, right? Like they'll create a custom fingerprint based off of all the things you have on your system and how your hardware information. And so what Apple is going to do is they're going to crowdsource hardware information from every person using Safari, mix the IP addresses that they're sending it from. Actually, I don't know about IP address. I think it's just um, like specific fonts yeah, and all that. Yeah. And then they're going to send, pick at random this, uh, like when you, when you load a site, it's going to pick at random from that whole pool of data, what attributes to send to make one generalized fingerprint for all Safari users so you can't track people. Exactly. So it's trying to make... Uh, well, there's a word for this. There's like a, there's like a thing, for the metaphor abstraction? for it. Abstraction? It's, it's not abstraction. It's more like you're blending in the crowd, right? You're making... It's, um, you're like making the data useless. Like you, you're putting... You're garbling the data, right? It's like... How, like it's, yeah. It's in theory, right? It's not directly, technically, but like abstractly it's how tor works yeah where tor is, uh, is anonymized because you're going from you're bouncing from node to node to yeah node to so node the more people node. the more people that use tor the more uh the more like scrambled the data is right? more anonymous because like there's more people and there's the harder to find who actually is the user right uh so that's yeah that's what's happening here uh cool stuff uh apple's apple was very strongly worded uh 
statement at the keynote uh, about ads being hot garbage, right? Uh, I mean, not not in they didn't say it like that, but uh, they did have a very strong statement about it uh, when they said this. Uh, they don't like ads either, uh, which which makes sense. Apple is not like a like not like an ad ad company. Uh, it's, it's not their business. Uh, and so that's that's Safari. Oh, what, oh no! But more importantly, yeah, because people care about favicons. Apparently, oh you can oh now turn God. on favicons well, in Safari. This, this, this is not ATP. We 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 don't need to talk about favicons. Well, oh my! Why do so why do <laughs> favicons matter? I don't know. Um, <laughs> They 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 matter if you have a lot of tabs. Uh, don't use a lot of tabs. Use different. Windows. I mean, I'm not gonna tell people how to use their computers, but yes, please. Um, I'm going to tell you how to use your computer oh, because Tab Overflow is garbage in every browser except Firefox. Oh it used to be good in Opera before Opera <laughs> sold out and turned into Google Chrome. You remember uh, Tab Stacks? Yeah, I Do remember, you tab, remember stacks. tab Stacks. Vivaldi Edge has forever. them. Don't add I think them. Edge has them, right? No, yeah, it does. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just trolling but right yes, now. Uh, I, I don't understand people who have like a hundred tabs. I don't know how people do that or how they work or how they function. Uh, but this, if, if you're one of those people and you really need those favicons, you know, to identify tabs, well, there's an option now to turn on favicons. Uh, I'm sure ATP is gonna is gonna have a good laugh about this, so it's all good. Uh, also, ARKit too. Um, so uh, basically, the only thing that matters is that Apple is now supporting a file format, and you can do shared AR. And um, there's a Lego demo, which is actually really cool. Probably spent too much time on it in the keynote. Yeah, they they always do that. They always have spent too much time on the game demo. Uh, Apple maybe update OpenGL, but they're abandoning no, it. Actually, what do you mean? OpenGL yeah, is th- depreciated now in, uh, in iOS and uh, <laughs> and macOS. I know <laughs> that's what I, that's the joke. Uh, I was telling them to update it when they're just you know uh, throwing it away. Uh, so yeah, that's that's ARKit too. Uh, what else? There's some small stuff like uh, security code over uh, autofill password manager API that actually is kind of small thing but i think it's also a very good feature because it, it makes it easier for people to use password managers since you used to have to like share the page to a password manager to autofill it which is like a metaphor that never made sense but now password managers like last password one password if you just open the password page um it'll say like oh we detect that you have a password for the site and one password do you want to just autofill it and be like yeah sure and that makes it way easier to use yeah that's uh, trust me it's it's much easier to do that than to do whatever it's, it's doing now um uh, there's also like uh, face ID alternative appearance, so you can have multiple faces, which apparently wasn't a thing already. Uh, you couldn't have multiple faces stored. Also, or- how this works is weird because you can add another face, but if you want to remove it, you have to completely reset face ID. Interesting. I so wonder- it's not like Touch ID, right? Where Touch ID, you can just add or remove fingers at will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's probably some technical reason for it, but yeah, that's that's those are the iOS 12. Uh, stuff. Also, uh, I'm gonna do the this do the warning thing. Uh, don't install the developer betas if you're not a developer and you don't have an extra phone. Uh, um, so, if you want to stop substituting me real quick, let me just say <laughs> that I have heard from multiple people that the iOS 12 beta has been yes, the most heard, stable first yes, developer yes, beta but, of an iOS uh, release. I, like, I, I'm being the conscious, you know, uh, person who has been burned by you know cutting edge software one too many times to uh, deal with it anymore. Uh, like don't don't install it if you if you have the one phone and you're not a developer, don't just just wait till September. You'll be fine. Don't don't just don't. don't Are worry you just about telling it. me to learn how to code so I can install this beta? <laughs> I mean, if, 
I mean, sure, but like also the, the they, Jorts app will live. I will make that AR Jorts app then. God, we can have a shared. Oh my God, we can have shared Jorts. Truly, truly, Apple is innovating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I right, put uh, Jorts on you. You put Jorts on me. Oh we God. can look at each other in our Jorts with oh AR Kid, and we can God. measure our Jorts too with the measure app. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> fucking God. Uh, what have you done, Apple? Let's see also, how far also, this denim runs. So, somewhat on brand, um, chapter support in podcasts, uh, in the Apple Podcast app, uh, coming to iOS 12, finally. Uh, uh, so if you, if you're the, like, I don't know. Actually, a lot of people use the podcast app, probably because it's already there. Yeah. Uh, um, most, back when I used to actually track stats, most people would listen on the Apple Podcast app. That's, yeah, that's, actually, that actually makes sense. I was about to make like how the 10 people who use Podcast app, but that, that doesn't actually work. I mean, Overcast is $10 a year, right? And Pocketcast is like six bucks. So, yeah. Like, it's, if you're going to use the free option. So, I like everyone who uses Android uses Podcast Addict. And then I'm always like, why? But then they're like, it's free. And I'm like, yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it makes sense. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying. I'm I'm not, I wasn't trying to judge anybody for using the, 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 the app that comes with your phone. Like, that's, that's perfectly fine. Although I should Uh, say, um, if you do use a sock podcast app, I'm sorry that our show notes look like shit every week. I've yet to figure out how to fix it. Oh, it does, do they? Like, I've never, I Um, I don't think Apple strips out formatting and they strip out links. The only way you get clickable links is if I expose the full URL. URL and for style reasons, I feel like that's gross, right? What do you mean? Oh, like it literally has to be http colon slash slash arstechnica.com slash whatever the URL is. Why? In plain text. And that's why. Does it not use like markdown or HTML or like can can we not like have like an alternate like markdown? I mean, I've seen seen shows that do it, but I don't know how they do it. I've been trying Mm. to figure out how you get that to work. Because I know I've done it with better every day. I exposed all the links uh, by that, and that's how I got show notes to look nice and uh, interesting on, on podcast. Okay, apps. so if any, okay, so this is this is like our, I guess, question. If anybody knows, like if any, if anybody who has a podcast, uh, who has put a podcast up on iTunes, uh, knows how to get links to format nicely with with like actual proper links, not like the full URL, uh, hit us up. Throw us an email. Contact at twoshitsandbrown dot com. Uh, let us know how you do that. Thanks in advance. Uh, so, what else? Is there anything else? Uh, I don't. Think- I mean, there's a little things in iOS 12, but really, um, those are the big things. And yeah. overall, I'm I'm hopeful for this release because of the performance improvements. And I yeah, think the that's the most important mm-hmm. thing. Um, improved yeah. battery life is always great. Improved performance is always great. Yeah. But um, now, watch OS five. Watch OS. So first, first thing, uh, walkie talkie. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, first things first. I can't use WatchOS five. I have to buy a new watch. Which yeah, makes me upset because uh, yeah, I have yeah, the yeah. I have the first generation Apple Watch and that's being dropped mm. for good reason. Probably I mean slow as shit. Yeah, that's the, the first. I mean, your battery is probably also like hot garbage. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. It's, it's sometimes yeah. my phone lasts longer than my than my watch does. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I'm not actually surprised. You have a 38 millimeter too, which has a smaller battery. Uh, so yeah, you you need you need a new watch for any of this. Uh, uh, I have a series two. Uh, I'm not sure if I need. I should upgrade or need to upgrade, but we'll see. No, I, I would keep it. I say. I say the lifespan of a watch is like three or four years. It's you don't need to upgrade as much as a phone. But so walkie-talkie. Basically, how it works is um, I push a button. Static hears my voice, and I'm pretty sure Static's already blocked me. <laughs> yeah, this because- is this is this is gonna be one of those things that it's, you're gonna have that one person in your contacts that's gonna be like spamming everybody, right? And so everybody's just gonna like turn off this thing. Right? That person is me. Yeah. 
I'm yep. gonna be like late at night. I'll just be like, uh, you remember? Oh my! I, the worst part about it though is that it doesn't make that boop boop noise that the next tells used to make. You remember those like mm. the Boost Mobile commercials where everyone was like, "Where you at?" I I don't know those. Wait, but- no, Boost Mobile. That's an American carrier. But you know the ones to talk about, right? Like there's those phones. Sprint used to have them, right? The walkie talkie phones, and they'd be like bloop bloop, and then you hear someone just talking to you in like some really low quality voice. Yep. It's yeah. good shit. But this mm-hmm. one actually is a play on FaceTime audio. So how it works is that it starts a FaceTime audio call when you initialize the uh, walkie-talkie feature, and then it just keeps the audio stream going. That's... I'm, I'm, I'm like, curious again about how the tech works here. Uh, but this, this, this is either one of those features that people are going to just turn off because people are getting annoyed by them. Uh, but also, it's not like... It's not like you have to accept it first. You have to accept the... Uh, walkie-talkie connection. I suppose like you do. It's not like people can just spam you as soon as everybody has this feature, right? Uh, they have to like send you a request and you have to accept it. Uh, so I'd imagine people are gonna get somebody's gonna send like requests to everybody other contacts this or something. Uh, so yeah, that's that's that's. I mean, it's cool. Now you get to feel like some cool sci-fi person and talking to your watch. I feel like this would be cool for like kids and like maybe like. Say, like, I mean, there's actually uses for it, right? Like, as much as we want to make fun of it, right? Like, say me and you went grocery shopping, and I really needed to tell you to, like, go grab, like, some fruit or something. I'd probably do that and be like, Ayo, grab some fruit. I don't know why we're going grocery shopping together, but this is this is a scenario I've made for us. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, it's, it's not a useless feature. I mean, it's it's, it's a nice, nice little... Uh, I mean, I, I've never actually talked into my watch before, so I suppose this is the, this is the feature that... You look silly. I've done it before to answer phone calls and I'm too lazy to pick up my phone or put on my AirPods. And you look silly. <laughs> yeah, you, it looks weird. Like, you know, put your, put your uh, watch your mouth and try to speak into it. It's, 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 you can't even do it for long because your hand will get tired and it's, it's awkward. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that. Also, uh, activity and fitness stuff. Uh, comp, what is this? Compete for awards, right? Uh, yeah, there's competitions now. Hmm. I mean, I I have all these turned off. Like a lot of these uh, notifications turned off. So, so you're not going to accept my competition for who can burn the most calories in a week? No, 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 no. It's, it's fine. Uh, there's also new workout types like yoga. Uh, I mean, this is just this is just, these. All of these are nice, but these are like really good if you're like really into the fitness part. Of of the Apple Watch, yeah, yeah, this is good for me. I like I like all this stuff. I like the uh, sharing stuff. I have a couple people I do that with. Yeah, Static, yeah. obviously, but um, I don't know. I feel like you cheated. I've seen your workouts before. I feel I'm calling you out on the podcast. <laughs> you did a one minute walking workout the other day. You fucker. I know you're cheating it to get your achievements. <laughs> it's too easy to cheat, uh, and I, and I work from home, so uh, that's that's my excuse. I remember one time too. I, I'm put, I'm putting Static on full blast right now. Called out hashtag canceled. <laughs> Like we were fucking playing Fortnite one time, and then I look at my watch. I get a notification saying Static has just finished a workout, and I'm like, "What the fuck? <laughs> we were in the middle of a Fortnite match. Where the fuck did this come from?" Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, it's too easy to cheat the Apple Watch. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna say how to do it. You can find it on your own. It's pretty easy, to be honest. It's 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 too easy. Uh, so uh, next up, uh, Siri. Siri's getting better on the uh, Apple Watch. It's having, it's getting those, uh, like the proactive watch face, right? Is getting uh, slightly better. 
it's think. getting shortcuts support. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's getting more more silos will be able to integrate with it. And now you can also just pick up your watch and start talking to it without saying, hey, dingus, which is interesting. And I kind of want to know how that works on a technical side. Like, is it all being done on the watch? Is Apple sending the data to the cloud? Like, how how does that actually work without it just picking up audio that it shouldn't? Because there's, there's no, like, camera to detect when I'm looking at the watch, right? Like, if it had, like, a, a camera on the face of the watch that could, like, do face ID stuff and like try and detect when I'm looking at the watch. That would make sense, but I don't know how it knows when I'm putting it up towards my mouth to speak to it. Uh, I don't think there were any notifications changes. Uh, no, notification grouping. Uh, yeah, that's the, on okay. the watch now too. Okay, okay. So it's getting those uh, twelve stuff. Uh, also, now finally you can see web content on the fucking watch. Uh, so now all those emails that are like HTML, right? Won't, won't be like, this content can be displayed on the Apple Watch. Uh, I guess. I mean, I don't know how they're going to look, but yeah, the, the uh, Watch OS 5 is getting WebKit. So it's going to have well, uh, like a limited uh, subset, I guess, of WebKit, and you'll be able to see some web content. Uh, like, how, like, I'm going to... I'm, I'm looking forward to see how websites will... Like have custom CSS for the Apple Watch. <laughs> I don't know. Like I want to know how does our podcast site work, right? Like what if you start playing a podcast from the watch? Does that actually work? Or like I are- would assume probably not. I'd probably assume probably some call like some tags or whatever are disabled, right? Just just you know, to make it not awkward. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious. Like, is this going to open up a possibility to like? Possibly jailbreak the Apple Watch. Uh, if you like, I, I'm not. I'm not like. Uh, I being, think it's running in a sandbox, so I don't know. I'm You'd mean, have to, yes, but also it's the same sandbox as like it's probably well, it's like it's probably a lockdown, the thing is, more web, lockdown web, version, web, right? Of WebKit, web, yeah, but WebKit, WebKit always exposes like this, like a significant like attack surface. That's how like a lot of vulnerabilities get found, like through Safari or in the case of the Nintendo Switch through the browser, right? Uh, uh, it, it's it, it's an entry point for people who you know who are who's into like breaking these devices, uh, breaking the security. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing like security updates for the Apple Watch being like, yeah, we fixed like a WebKit vulnerability. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's gonna be a thing now. Uh, also, podcasts uh, <laughs> on the on the on the Apple Watch. Uh, the official podcast app is coming to Watch OS five. Uh, uh, it's going to support streaming podcasts over cellular. Um, also download new episodes from the iPhone, I guess. Uh, also Siri can be used to, you know, search for struck broadcasts. So you can, you can be like, yo, uh, play two shades of brown. And uh, it works. And it it works. I've, I've verified this on the home pod. I verified this. I think it works, but more importantly, so, the problem with the Apple Watch is that only Apple has been able to do background audio streams, but they're fixing that. Now, you can't load audio over cellular. That has not been enabled yet, so probably Spotify won't come out with an app yet, but you can do background audio playback, so you can make like a local podcast app or like a local music player app on the watch. Yeah, it's uh, overcast on Apple Watch when, Marco? Uh, uh, podca- a pocket cast on Apple Watch when, too. Yeah, yeah. Also, another feature that probably like a very small amount of people are ever going to see is student ID cards. Uh, so some some schools in the United States, uh, universities, uh, these like an NFC based card, right? So NFC get, based, to, yeah, uh, ID cards and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, which is cool. Like, yeah, uh, like 
initial launch is like limited to like like five universities. Uh, but it's it's essentially like yeah, you put the card in in to into wallet, right? You put it into wallet, uh, it becomes like as you use like Apple Pay or like any other carded wallet, right? Uh, so that's that's that. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. I mean, it's uh, miscellaneous features, more developer stuff. Yeah, but really, the big I think watch os is now moving to the point where apple realizes where they're going with it right like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like there's no purpose to it like no, the first no, initial no, no. watch release it's right? very focused yeah it's, it's just they're iterative. improving fitness they're making yeah. siri better they're making notifications better they're making it like easier for you to get in do what you need to do and get out and to uh control media and like be like a good pair for airpods and i think that's this is the right place for apple to take the watch uh, right now yeah it, it, it feels like watch os is like it's it's reaching like a point where it can start to mature, right? Like it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like early days, right? It doesn't feel like uh it's janky and it's it's like weird and slow. I mean it's still slow, but it takes forever to update. Uh but you know, I think that's just limitations of the hardware at this point. I don't think it's the software. Uh but like yeah, like it's starting to feel like watchOS is getting at the like good point. It's getting to where like ios was of ios 3 or 4 right yeah we're yeah. like it's still te- like ios is like still tethered to the mac right you still have to use a mac to update it and to uh like set up a new device but i feel like in either watch OS 6 or 7 we're gonna start seeing apple make it where you don't have to use an iphone to use the that, apple watch that would I feel be like that yeah. that's, that's where they're taking it now right yeah they adding more features where it can be like a standalone own cellular yeah, device the, the cellular stuff yeah the cellular stuff is like a, like a precursor i guess to like the device becoming more independent of the phone right being able to like use iCloud features and like you know being able to stream stuff uh yeah so uh, having webkit you know it's yeah, it's like it's trying it's starting to slowly you know get it it's probably getting there in a couple more OS versions we'll probably see a more independent watch but that's that's watch OS uh we're not going to say anything about tvOS because tvOS is uh well tvOS tvOS <laughs> yeah. tvOS exists um I, I, you know, I, I think I think it's time to say that um, TVs are not where computers are going to go because I feel like I feel like the future, right? So instead of like games consoles becoming computers, right? I feel like the future of the TV is just that people just have like really big monitors and shit <laughs> instead of like owning TVs. Also, I feel like it's TVs are not exciting stuff is happening like it's not the most exciting stuff to talk about tvos i mean well, they literally added nothing to though right yeah and that's... it's not even it's not even just like apple like google android tv i think there's like one person probably working on it in the back of like google <laughs> right like just one person one desk and they're like they're just the only person working on android tv and then with what like microsoft like the xbox ui is just like they've scaled back everything except like playing games now right like they're just stripping out all the other shit that doesn't make sense that isn't like playing games even though there's uwp support and all that right and i think if no one's using their tv for apps because using your tv for apps is like really silly because all you want to do is just play some content that's fine yeah yeah Yeah, which is why the chromecast is such a big success and android tv isn't right uh because chromecast you can just you know play things uh uh, so that's, that's I, that. I feel like the the hot take right with TVs and but I think here's a super big hot take with user interfaces and it's that people just don't want to deal with them to begin with and yes. especially on a TV right yeah, especially just, on a TV. when you put a bunch of Chrome and like nice you buttons and stuff you can click people are like but I don't want to click buttons on my TV I just kind of like want to look at TV shows I want to watch my anime and I want my doki dokis and I don't <laughs> want to go through stupid prompts yeah I don't I don't want to wade through your hamburger menu on a fucking TV what are you doing. <laughs> 
why do you put a hamburger menu on a TV? VLC. VLC does that? Oh, <laughs> I think God. I think the UWP app of VLC has a hamburger menu on the Xbox. Oh, I might Lord. be wrong about that. Oh, Lord. Make it stop. Uh, moving on to macOS. So this, this year's macOS release is called macOS Mojave, uh, named after the Mojave Desert. Uh, as you, uh, they're going, the naming scheme of places in California. Uh, so the biggest <laughs> feature, uh, dark mode, system-wide dark mode, uh, everything, uh, finder, uh, photos, uh, everything has dark mode now, which is, which is great. Uh, because I, I want everything to have dark mode. Are dark. you, are you going to switch back to a Mac because of this? <sighs> See, that's the thing now, because like, I still want to play, you know, video games like that are on PC. Oh, and um, we're just gonna, I'm still pointing out again, OpenGL, OpenCL are being depreciated because Apple wants everyone to use Metal. And don't tell me, don't tell me that Unity supports Metal, so it doesn't matter. And the problem with removing OpenGL is that all those games that, all games, all, all, all games, all games, all the old games. Old games, and secondly, even if Unity supports Metal, right? You don't get it for free just because you're using Unity or uh, Unreal Engine. That's not how game development works, right? No, no, that's not, that's... You still you still have to take the time to make sure it runs well on a Mac and all that. And if you're if using OpenGL, it's even more work than if you were doing it with a uh, metal. Yeah, this is um, what what I've heard people what I, what I've the, the take I've heard is it's going to make indie development indie game development for Macs difficult. Uh, and probably indie developers are just not going to develop for Mac, which is which would be like. A shame, like it, like indie developers are already you know strapped for resources. You know you don't want to develop for a platform that already doesn't like like it. It does. It feels like Apple doesn't want you there. It, it's weird. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm not switching to a Mac anytime soon for my main PC unless I stop playing games on the PC, which which won't happen. So so and, that's. I the, mean, Apple does have a saving grace. I know we're jumping around a bit, but since we're talking about games on the Mac, since since marzipan is now a thing and you can now bring ui kit stuff over in theory if a game developer just made a game for ios they could easily just make it for mac os too i think that that's the only saving grace of it right because all you have to you, you if say for example you already have gamepad control support for your ios version of your game it works on the mac of a controller with um, how marzipan works right now okay so you would have I mean, I feel like that would only work for a sub- subset of games uh, because a lot of games are, are actually designed for touch interfaces and won't, like, uh, don't support controllers or whatever. Like, something like, uh, what, what's the game that, that we were talking about a f- few episodes ago? Uh, threes? Not threes. Uh, uh, oh, it's the um, Reigns. Yeah, it's... Uh, let me just open up my phone here. Right here. Uh, Odyssey. Uh, the the runner game, right? Uh, like that is like the, 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 U, the UX for that is, is clearly not designed for anything other than, uh, other than a touchscreen, right? It's not, it's explicitly like, ha- like handcrafted for a ha- touchscreen. So it's, it feels like only a very small subset of like maybe AAA publishers that have these like controller based games that, or also to Monument Valley, right? Like Monument, Monument Valley, Valley would not work if it controlled her well. No, nope. you could you could do highlighting stuff, but like it removes some of like the tactileness. Yeah, the exactly. You see, like this the thing. Like, that's the thing with games, right? You like the interactivity is is obviously the whole point 
of, uh, not the whole point, a major point of video games. And, you know, the interaction model is like something that developers put a lot of thought into. Uh, and you can't just, you know, move stuff around and make it work. And that's not how that works. Uh, so yeah, like this, I, like I'm, I'm not optimistic about the future of video games on, on Mac OS. Uh, I think Apple doesn't care though. I, I know Apple doesn't. Like it's pretty obvious Apple doesn't give a shit. Like they, like, I, I, like I, the only reason like Apple cares about video games on iOS that they make a lot of money yeah uh, uh they make so much money off of loot boxes exactly. and also tim cook can use pokemon go as his uh ar kit to, oh, like God. Sell. demo <laughs> yeah um also okay let's actually talk about mojave uh for pe- people who don't play games uh, uh finder screenshots desktop uh what 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 is going on? We have so Finder has a new gallery view that replaces CoverFlow. Um, quick actions are just basically like a reorganization of like the sh- uh, stuff that was in the share menu beforehand. Also, and screenshots are getting the um, they're getting the same UI that they do on iOS now, which is actually really nice. Yeah, that was just pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, also, what else? Uh, they're getting a feature on the desktop called Stacks. Uh, which no one's going to use because I'm pretty sure Windows already has this feature or something similar to it. Or maybe it might be KDE. I think it's KDE. I don't think. I, I don't see, see. See, the thing is, I don't use my desktop folder in any OS. Uh, like, I don't. I have it, like, on Windows, I have it turned on. There are no icons uh, on my desktop. I don't use the desktop. Uh, I know that a lot of people do. I know a lot of people, like, use it as a sort of, like, dumping ground which is what it, this feature is designed for it it puts like it, it like organizes like files into like this one stack so you can like you know easily get to it and it's not like all over your entire screen is filled with a billion icons uh i don't know how people do that by the way it feels it feels messy but yeah uh so that's that stacks. I don't think Windows has a feature like this. I'm pretty sure it does. I think it's some. I think it's Linux distro I'm thinking of. But more importantly, it's that no one's really going to use it because people put stuff on the desktop because they know it's there and it's always like visible, right? And if you start automatically moving that around, people don't really react well to that. Yeah, like Apple is optimizing for like something. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's a nice feature. Some people are going to use it. Some people aren't. It's it's fine. Uh, uh the big sort of headlining feature of rather not a feature i guess it's like ios apps on 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 the mac right uh like uh news stocks home and voice memos uh are the initial four apps uh so there was, was so this is like an update to what the ui kit or is it like uh no no okay so this is how it works at a technical level you are now going to get nice and uh fun folders on your system library called .ios and ios apk support and stuff like that right not apk app support so what apple is basically doing is bringing the whole ui kit library com- recompiling it for x86 bringing it to the mac and then loading apps in a special mode that gives them a mac title bar and tries to swap out some of the ui kit dialog boxes for native mac ones um so think bridges think uwp Think the Objective-C Win32 bridge thing that uh, Microsoft had a while back. It's basically like that, right? Where it's like they're na- running natively. It's just Apple is building in uh, UI kit support into macOS. And um, some small things that make me think this is like a little grossly done. Apps are not scaled one-to-one. I think there's like a point 
too docked to icon sizes and stuff that make them look blurry. So like you're not running iOS apps at native resolution on Mac OS. There's like a like a two percent. It's like a point two reduction in resolution for some um, reason. Um, that's like you, a, that feels like a bug. And you would never notice that until I pointed it out. So I'm sorry for pointing that out to you. Oh, that's a bug. That's that's definitely probably going to, I hope. No, gets... no. If you, that's not a bug. That's how they are. Because I think it's to, it's to make icon sizes and button sizes match the uh, title bars of back uh, hit targets, right? Oh, that's, that's disgusting. So you're like, you're forcefully scaling <laughs> it in a weird way. Oh. Um, and also too, it, it has, it still has a lot of iOS-isms, right? Like you can, you can do stuff with Marzipan to, well, firstly, let's just say Marzipan is Apple only right now. They're dogfooding it. Developers technically can't use it, but uh, there's fun ways in Xcode that you can build Marzipan apps to run on the Mac right now with the latest betas. And what people are finding out is that it really is just all the UI kit stuff just brought to the Mac running natively, but it's not done yet. So you could still see some iOS controls. And I think Apple's going to work on it. So yeah, like- yeah. I mean, this is definitely not finished by any stretch. Uh, this is gonna this is gonna take years to finish. Uh, like I would imagine, this is a project that's gonna take a few more years to fully like be a thing that developers can fully utilize i think that that's probably that's probably what was was said on the keynote is that this is a work in progress right it's it's gonna be a long road uh before all this is like actually usable uh but 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 it's the best option i think right because no one he's really what this is trying to do is fight electron and fight other gross third party solutions for uh because people don't make desktop apps we've we've had this discussion so many times it's the same thing microsoft is doing at uwp apple is just leveraging it from a different angle different yeah yeah because apple has apple has a successful phone platform where microsoft doesn't so apple is leveraging that success right like that success of all these apps on the ios app store to like essentially, like tell developers, hey, you have iOS app, why not make it work on Mac too, right? Like that's that's what's I think that's the appeal that Apple is trying to go for. Like, hey, you have iOS app, you don't need to develop like an entirely separate Mac OS app. Uh, just make like a like they're probably ha- gonna have some tools to transition like your app into like uh, Project Mars Bed style uh, app on Mac OS. So that's. Yeah. Well, and, and like more importantly too, I think while making a native app kit app is like probably gonna be nicer. Yeah, yeah but like this isn't like for a chat this app. Who cares, right? Yeah. Like if this gets me a wire app on my on my Mac that isn't Electron, oh, I'm okay God. with taking oh, the hits, God. right? Yes, God, it, please. Make I would it say stop. I would say Discord, but Discord's also React on mobile, so uh, fuck Discord. But like, it gives me a WhatsApp app that's like native. If it gets me a Telegram app, that's so. Well, actually, a Telegram app is native on macOS. I'll take that back, right? Yeah, Telegram app. Yeah, Telegram is the few, one of the few chat apps. Uh, we're not gonna go to chat app discourse. Again. But you get what I mean, though, right? Like, yeah. There's mm-hmm. there's apps where like you don't need like a, a grand scale 100 like quote unquote native native one, right? And like scaling it from the iOS app is a probably easier for the developers to do if it's a small team. Yeah. Also, and B, yeah runs pretty damn well from what yeah, we've seen yeah and and it just makes more sense because it doesn't make sense to like make a new mac app all the time right yeah yeah people are, people are like why don't you make a native app and people don't realize like it's a bit it's a lot of work to make a native mac app uh people don't realize how much work it actually is uh and the number of competent mac os developers is not increasing uh i think uh, i think this was talked about on under the radar uh a few months back uh, 
like the number of competent macOS developers is de- probably decreasing at this rate, uh, and probably more iOS developers at this point than macOS developers. So it actually makes complete sense to focus on transitioning iOS apps into macOS. Uh, so that's where Apple is headed. Uh, I know people are going to be mad about this. People don't. People are, when whenever people hear mobile apps on Mac, they get really mad. Uh, some people, not not everybody. Uh, the thing about it, like this, yeah. It could be Electron. And also, <laughs> Apple still hasn't enabled full progressive web app support in uh, macOS. And I have a feeling that they're just doing this because um, they f- if they actually enabled full PWA support, it would make people not want to do uh, Marzipan stuff. That's just like, a, that's my hot take. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, I don't know, Apple, Apple was never into the whole PWA stuff. They, they, they only do it because it's, uh, it would be standards compliant. Uh, and they only do the bare minimum, I think. Uh, because don't, I don't think they like it. Uh, they don't like it because it's it's essentially bypassing their control, right? Like, it's essentially bypassing the app store, right? That's that's what they that's what that's why they don't like it. It's all about, it always follow the money when you want to figure this out. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. Oh, well, there's um. So there is a interesting feature where uh for for security stuff because apparently beforehand. Mac OS never asked you for permission if an app can use your microphone or camera. I didn't realize that until Apple pointed that out. So now Apple will block all apps from using your microphone and camera until you explicitly give permission. Okay, so it's becoming more like iOS. And, Which is a uh, good thing. And Windows uh, with the recent versions. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's good. It's also getting the Safari stuff we mentioned earlier, the same Safari stuff uh, on, on Mac OS as well. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's basically macOS Mojave. I think that's that's WWDC. There's obviously more. Uh, like like go watch if you if you're if you're a developer or whatever if you're interested in the more technical details of uh, the State of Union. State um, of the Union. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you if you're a design person, maybe you want to watch the Apple Designer. What is it? ADAs, right? Yeah, Apple Designer design, Awards. Yeah, Designer Awards. I want to actually see what apps got. I wanted to like see what nice apps are there uh, because it's always a good way to discover really good apps. Uh, so that's that's our show. Uh, yeah, I guess we should well, like what final thoughts though, right? Like, so I think this was a slow WWDC, but it was like a slow but good one, right? It's like I maybe maybe I'm I am old and jaded at this point. With <laughs> you're computers. not old. <laughs> I am, you're I am old and jaded, and, I, and all I want is just like stable software that works. And this is what Apple looks like they're giving us this year. Like Microsoft too, most of their features and Google as well, right? Like they're all working on the infrastructure somehow. Yeah, some of these some of these companies are in sync uh, with this all this stability stuff. Uh, and yeah, it's good. I, I I'm I for one, I'm enjoying stability here. Uh, it's all good. I'm looking forward to the notifications improvements in iOS 12 because those are sorely needed and I, and I don't even get that many notifications it's just it's just bad uh so that's that's my sort of concluding thoughts uh on this uh we had a question i, I want to remind people if you have any way to put links in the official apple podcast app uh let us know contact at tushins brown.com or if you have any other feedback or you know if you want to send us uh i don't know jokes or memes i don't know uh said it over there uh also you can find me on mastodon at static safe at mastodon.zombocloud.com and christian is mia from 
Mastodon? All right. Yeah, uh, but uh, there's also always trustfind.website website if you want to just general information, email addresses, wire. I don't know. There's stuff over there. Um, and if you want to give me money, patreon.com slash Chosefine. But uh, yeah, until next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.